1: All my life, I've always been that kid. The one who is always different from the rest. The one who stays away from people. The one who never really has any friends. So maybe I was a psychopath from the very start. I don't know. Or maybe I suffered trauma when my father died in that car accident. But however it started, I was always strange, even as a young girl. My father died in a car accident when I was five years old. I remember going to his funeral. I remember my mother crying. I remember seeing his body in the coffin. He looked so ghostly white. And I think something clicked in my head. I think something changed. Or maybe I was just imagining it. Maybe my father's death had nothing to do with my illness. Maybe I was a psychopath all along. I have no clue. But from that point on, my symptoms and psychopathic tendencies amplified. When I was younger, I wrote this book. This book on how to kill people. I picked up my crayon and drew all sorts of weapons and methods, like knives and rope, and pushing people off of cliffs. I would then organize these methods into the most effective and least effective. I called it the How to Kill People book. I was six at the time. I showed my mom. Of course she was mortified. She couldn't believe a six-year-old girl could make something like this. But she dismissed it as some weird phase, and we didn't address it. When I was seven, I did something to a kid in my class at school that I wasn't proud of. It may or may not have involved my hand stuffed in his jaw. I was painting a picture of a flower when he came over and spilt all of his paint on me. I didn't know whether he did it on purpose or not, but I calmly stood up and casually left a bruise on his face. The teacher soon separated us, but I was sent home for inappropriate behavior. My mother told me off and grounded me for two weeks. When I was eight, my mother told me off for not cleaning my room. So when she was out getting the groceries, I went into her closet and picked up all of her clothes. I carefully picked out all the ones I knew she loved. And then I brought them into the garden and I buried them. My mother cried when I got home. Why did you do that? She asked. You told me off. I said. But this isn't right! You shouldn't be acting this way! I remained silent. But it didn't really bother me. I knew people were telling me what I had done was wrong, but I didn't see it that way. If I was being completely honest, I felt happy when I did those things. Yeah, I was definitely a psychopath, even as a young girl. Now, there are a whole bunch of symptoms of being a psychopath. You're a pathological liar. You lack remorse or guilt. You have a proneness to boredom. You lack empathy. And you have a superficial charm. I possessed all of these psychopathic tendencies as a child. I lied on a daily basis, even if it didn't serve me any good. My mom would ask me what we did at school that day, and I would say I had history, English, and art. I had none of those subjects. There was no reason to lie. I just liked doing it. And when I did do bad things, like strangling that kid, I didn't ever feel guilty about it. Not at all. If anything, I enjoyed it. The concept of feeling remorse was so alien to me. Kids in my class would apologize for things they did because they felt guilty, and I was so confused. You did it. You meant to do it. So why feel sorry for it? What was the point? I was also quite an angsty kid. I couldn't just do nothing. I had to be doing something all the time, and thus my proneness to boredom, which led me to doing some not-so-good stuff. Like once, I decided to smash all the pots in our kitchen for no other reason apart from being bored. My mother used to cry a lot, too. She couldn't understand why I was acting this way. She had always been loving and caring. I saw her cry, but I didn't really feel anything. I guess that's the word. I lacked all sense of empathy. Most children would feel distraught at the sight of their mother crying. Me? I just felt sort of empty. And I always got what I wanted, when I wanted it. I thought I had a real gift. I could change my behavior, my mannerism, to get someone to do something for me. Around adults, I adapted this superficial charm that they found adorable and they would give me (laughs) treats. My mom would be there, and she would be shocked by my sudden change in behavior. Around her, I was a brooding child, when I wanted to be. But around these adults, that mood served no purpose. Instead, being a bouncy, joyous kid would work much better. I did that around kids my age, too. I would act the bully to weak kids because I knew I could get stuff out of them, like money or food. But around the kids who were older than me, I had to adopt a charming, funny persona, so they would like me and stay away. This gift helped me a lot through the years. But it wasn't right, or at least that's what people tell me. So it probably doesn't come as a surprise to you when I say I ended up in an asylum. I don't know what I did that sent me there. I must have done something really bad, I can't remember what. But suddenly I woke up in an asylum. No one told me what happened. No one told me why I was there. They just told me I had been diagnosed as a psychopath.
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
2: A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: I didn't really react, per se. I suppose I always saw it coming. I always knew I was different. But it didn't really bother me in all honesty. So what if I was a psychopath? Who cared? My mother cared. It pained her so much to have to send me to that facility, but I suppose it was the only choice. I was becoming a danger to society. As I had gotten older and older and grown into a young adult, I had grown stronger and more formidable. I felt sad. Yeah, I did. You might think I wasn't capable of emotion, but did you know psychopaths can actually feel saddened by the knowledge of their own condition? Well, now you do. I couldn't just stay there. So I devised a plan. A plan of escape. The life of an asylum inmate was not for me. I wanted to get out into the big world. Have a crack at city life. So I escaped. (laughs) It was simple, really. For a full year, I got into the good books of the nurses and doctors there. I was always compliant and courteous. They soon had a soft spot for me and would give me longer breaks and would sometimes leave me unattended in the courtyard. They trusted me. Fools. They ran an asylum for people who specialized in manipulation, but I suppose I should have thanked them for their obliviousness. That's what made it so easy to escape. I noted down the behavior of the guards, when they changed shifts, when they passed by, and I analyzed the time and dates of when supplies were delivered. I made note of what the staff were wearing, what clothes they put on. All of this would be crucial to my escape plan. And precisely on the two-year anniversary of my time at the asylum, I escaped. It was pretty easy when you think about it. I arranged my pillows to make it look like I was sleeping. Then I climbed down through the window via a piece of rope I had been working on, made from bed sheets and old clothes. I then hid in this small cupboard in the storage room, where supplies were usually dropped off. In the morning when the van came into the facility, I hopped into its back storage compartment when no one was looking. I had dyed my clothes blue because that's what this morning staff wore. I looked less conspicuous that way. Then they drove me right out of the facility and into freedom. Sure, asylum life was sort of fun. I enjoyed manipulating and tricking the people there, but the therapy sure as hell wasn't. I was glad I was leaving that part of my life behind. I eventually found a job in the city. I worked my way up to a high-paying job. Of course, this probably doesn't surprise you, but I did so through manipulation. I scared the people I was competing with with warnings and threats, so they were too fearful to fight against me for the job. I was kind of flirtatious around the bosses, so they were more obliged to hire me. I worked hard, because I needed to, but once I got the higher position, I shifted all the work to my underlings, whilst maintaining a high pay. I made a life for myself, and I was good at it. I was diagnosed as a psychopath, but I managed to keep it hidden. I could exist in society, but then all that came to an end. They had found me, the asylum workers. I was in my apartment one day and they started banging at the door, but I didn't answer. I didn't care. Come out! They called. There's no point in running away. I ignored them. I don't know why I didn't answer, or at least try to escape. I guess I just wasn't bothered to move from my seat. They kept banging on the door and I kept ignoring them, but then I heard a voice. A small, trembling voice. My mother. Darling, please, she said. You need to go back. These people want to help you. I remained silent. We would do these things right away, she said. No more secrecy. You may think I could never have loved someone as a psychopath. But in actual fact, psychopaths can love their family, but in their own way. I walked over, opened the door, and my mother rushed forward and crushed me in a hug. I followed my mother back to the asylum, and from then on, I continued doing therapy to help me address my psychopathy. My mother visited me this time. The nurses said this could help me get through the unfamiliarity of asylum life. Despite common misconceptions surrounding psychopathy, not all psychopaths are violent or murderous. We can exist in society without ever causing pain to an individual, but also if left to ourselves. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style
2: with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: We can cause real trouble. You might not know this, but psychopaths make up about 1% of the population. And that doesn't mean all criminals are psychopaths. Actually, 25% of males who are criminals may be psychopaths. It is also far less common amongst females. Excluding me, of course. I thought I would just educate you a bit on psychopathy. So many people have misconceptions on these conditions. Like psychopathy, or personality disorders, or schizophrenia. You should educate yourself on these mental illnesses. For yourself, and for the people who are diagnosed with it. If you ever feel like you're mentally unstable or you're unsure about what is happening in your head, get help. Don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. It is important to get help. To help you treat your symptoms and to reduce your risk of endangering the lives of others. Get help to help yourself and to help others. I'm so glad I got help when I did. Otherwise, I don't know what I would do or what I may have done.